They went out and ran away from the tomb, trembling with amazement. The 16th chapter of Mark, verse 8. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. In the year 112, the Roman governor of Bithynia, which is a province in northern Asia, minor, Pliny, the son of the notable naturalist by the same name, reported in a letter to Emperor Trajan how he was treating the group of people known as Christians. He tells the emperor that this vile superstition, as he refers to it, has spread everywhere, in urban and rural areas, and in all walks of life and in age groups. But he says he uses strong interrogation methods plus torture to control the superstition. And he assures the emperor that it will soon be eradicated. Boy, with that overstatement. That was 2,000 years ago, the church always buries her undertakers. But Pliny hadn't gotten the word. He hadn't heard of the empty tomb. In the movie Jesus of Nazareth, one of the leaders of the Sanhedrin, a prominent scribe, goes to the tomb on Easter Sunday morning to see for himself that everything is in order. When the scribe enters the sepulcher, he finds the body of Jesus gone, the tomb empty. Seeing the linen cloth that had been wrapped about the bruised and bloodied body of Jesus, and the linen headband that had been about the thorn-pierced head, all folded and carefully laid aside. The cynical Sanhedrin leader says to himself, now it begins. All right he was, it has begun. The power which shot light back into the corpse of Christ and which threw the mighty stone aside as if it were a pebble, shook the world from pole to pole, and the world has, not, has never recovered from that shock. And the aftershocks are still felt to this day. Because of the resurrection, a message of truth and spiritual freedom went out to all parts of the globe, carried by the church. Men and women whose hearts had been set on fire, set on fire so passionately that not all the mighty military might of the Roman Empire, nor the bloody threats of the half-mad Caesars could put it out. It has begun. 
On Easter Sunday afternoon, two men were walking to Emmaus from Jerusalem. The disciples were very disappointed over the events of Good Friday, and the news of the body of Jesus was not in the tomb. They encountered Jesus on the way, but do not recognize him. Seeing their sadness, Christ begins to explain why the Christ had to suffer before he entered his glory. The disciples then to invite the divine stranger into their home for dinner. And Jesus takes bread, blesses it, and breaks it, and then disappears. At once, they get up with their hearts burning, and they run back all seven miles to Jerusalem, shouting with joy as they ran. The amazing news, he is risen. Jesus is risen. It has begun. Yes, my Catholic people, it has begun. And nothing on earth, nor the very gates of hell, can halt it. Good Friday was not the end. Easter lives on, and the power of the resurrection enables us all to begin. The stone has been rolled away from our lives, and nothing, nothing, and no one, never, can roll it back. Jesus Christ, crucified and risen, is still working in the world, working through his body of the church, still setting men's hearts in fire. The resurrection lives on. The resurrection lives on every time a baby, crying for all it's worth, is baptized and becomes a child of God and an heir to the kingdom. It lives on every time a person searching for truth and meaning in the confusion of a dilapidated life enters the church and says, Credo, I believe. He lives on every time a sinner has his soul cleansed in the confessional. He lives on every time a prodigal son or daughter returns home to church after years away. He lives on every time a young couple, forsaking all others, pledge their lives together and matrimony. It lives on every time a fractured marriage is repaired or a wounded relationship between parent and child healed. It lives on every time a bishop places his hands on the head of a young man and he rises a priest forever. And the resurrection lives on every time that priest bends over the bread and says, this is my body. And the chalice, this is my blood. It lives on whenever an aged person is touched 
with the orals of the church. Whenever a prisoner is counseled, a hungry man fed, a homeless man sheltered, a child instructed. The resurrection lives on in McLean, Reston, Washington, New York, Rome, Calcutta, Baghdad, Tierra del Fuego. Lives on the Catholic Church in the wild hearts of believers everywhere. When the disciples encountered Christ on the way back to Jerusalem, he commanded them, go and tell. And before he sent it into heaven, the Lord commanded the church, go and tell. He commands you to do the same today. Go and tell. Go and tell everyone you meet by your word and behavior that sin and death and pessimism have been conquered. Satan has been overcome. The tomb is empty. Life is not ended. For Jesus is risen. It has begun. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.